0: This episode is brought to you by FireLapse and FireLapse.com. Too often, drivers fail to extract the full performance potential out of their vehicle at the track because analyzing motorsports data takes time and can be difficult to understand. FireLapse is a fresh and intuitive tool to simplify motorsports data review to allow you to focus on reducing your personal best lap time. This year, SlipAngle and FireLapse have partnered together to help our audience go faster. Annual subscription signups using promo code SLIPANGLE or SLIPANGEL We'll get 15 months for the price of 12 and a free Slip angle or TrackTune t-shirt. Head over to Firelaps.com and start letting your data be your coach. For years, SlipAngle and Apex Pro have worked together to help make drivers faster. The all-new Apex Pro mobile app for iOS and Android is now available on the App Store and Google Play Store. Download the new app for free, create a user account to log as many laps as you'd like using your phone as the GPS source, Apex Pro is the app for timing your laps and logging your data at the track. With video recording and intuitive analysis features, plus the ability to easily share and compare data, Apex Pro is the best way to learn about your driving track side. Apex Pro includes leaderboards so you can see where you stack up against other users, and Apex Pro lets you see other drivers on track in real time with the Crew View feature. Upload your data easily to FireLapse to compare with drivers using other data devices. Download for iOS and Android today by searching Apex Pro New. Welcome everybody to Slip Angle Show. Oh man. it is Watkins Glen. Friday night. Uh, this is a show we didn't release on time because it's Friday night and we're recording it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're at Watkins Glen. Yep. It was pretty nice this morning. It is very cold and very rainy. It was
1: gorgeous yesterday.
0: Yeah, it was really nice.
1: Yeah, the load-in day was awesome. It was awesome. Um, we dyno cars till 11 o'clock. It was too long. We went too late. <laughs> but most of the cars got done. That was good. Um, trained up some teams on how to dyno cars. Good. That was great. James Morgan slayed it today. Yeah, he was busy. He Yeah, he, he already had a pretty good background. I understand him and Adam. No, no, Harrison no. I mean, did. like but, yeah, there were busy. a
0: lot of cars even today oh, yeah, that for were sure. on the dyno. Uh, yep. We did a GLTC race it was cool
1: in the rain it was uh, pretty clean overall pretty clean um, one drifted into the wall kind of incident because it was wet but uh, what did you think about the track itself
0: i um, I will be honest, I have n- not seen any yep. of the surface at all,
1: really um,
0: I spent most of my day, uh, my day cool. up in the timing tower, which is, I don't know, a long it's way. on its on floor number two, but which floor is, number two is the top of the grandstand. It's
1: five stories high because it's a six story tall building. Yeah. So floor two is five stories up. Yep. The uh, third floor on the elevator button puts you to the spotter's the deck. Yeah. yeah. The roof of it, which is kind of neat.
0: I haven't gone up there. Yeah. It was a little breezy and then it got rainy today and yeah. it's
1: cold. Have you looked at the weather for the next two days? Rain. Like straight up rain?
0: I think so, yeah. Um but kind of in a last minute decision, I decided to pack my hat and my gloves. Galoshes. And my uh my
1: pig pen boots. Yeah, your pig your pig pen galoshes. Yeah, man.
0: You could you could you know walk yep. around a hog pile and it wouldn't be a big deal.
1: We'll get Scott Malloy over here. Uh maybe. Hey Scott. Wanna talk for a minute? Let us know what you think about, Let us know what you think about Watkins Glen. You don't need to be in that conversation over there. We're arguing about management at racetrack things. <laughs> I don't want to be in that conversation.
0: So, uh, yeah, I uh, on a last-minute decision, decided to pack all the stuff that for, like, cold, cold weather. Yeah. And Smart. what I've learned from doing a grid life event is that if you pack your hat and gloves at a minimum, like, it, it takes a really small amount of space. Mm-hmm. There's a tremendous benefit to having them. You're glad to the have them. The benefit of not having them, I mean, like, that situation sucks. Yeah. Look at this rain.
1: We're in the hard stuff right now. It might be pretty spotty, but we might get slammed tomorrow. Probably. Yeah, unfortunately. It's kind of weird to be in the media center. This is like a fancy media center.
0: Well, it's um, warm.
1: It is very warm. It's cold dry. everywhere else. And dry. Yep. I so, like my
2: socks my socks are wet. Oh no. And I
1: don't like it. You got to <laughs> fix that problem, dude. Did you did you bring one pair of street shoes
2: and that's it? I brought two pairs of street shoes okay. and a pair of kitchen crocs, so tomorrow kitchen crocs are going on.
1: Yep. Very professional. Uh what do you think about the place?
2: Uh it's stunning. It's
1: It's so big.
2: It reminds me of Sonoma, but yeah. like on a much grander scale. 3x. Yeah.
1: Like, What's the great. elevation compared to a Sonoma like?
2: Uh, Sonoma is, has a crazy elevation. Similar? Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. like... This less, is... less banked. There's one big bank turn. The carousel at Sonoma is, is quite banked. Okay. Um, down onto the drag strip. But, uh, yeah, just watching, like, I've seen very little of the track, but just watching the elevation into turn one, it's it just is very Sonoma-esque. The colors of the place, like, the setting just it seems right. very Sonoma, but on a grander scale.
0: I can say that on our drive in... Um, you know, you drive through Ohio and then just a tiny bit of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and then you're in New York for a little while. You exit off the interstate in Corning, New York, yep. which is uh, famous for Corning Glass, Yep. Uh, big chemistry R and D glass company. Mm-hmm. Very cool. I know people uh, who have worked there historically. Okay. Um, so, like, it's a crossover between my regular life and my grid life. <laughs> and we we drive hey, through you New- make the beakers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: we like we don't drive through town, but. You you see the mm-hmm. town from the interstate, and there are like little quaint houses on the side of the mountain, and like
1: one big huge glass uh, building in the middle of it. Do you see that? And it's like the Corning building. Yeah, it's, it's like, a like skyscraper, the, the, the glass world. museum. I yeah. think mm-hmm. they made their own glass for that. I would hope they did. Yeah. Um, do they do
2: flat glass? Flat glass is different.
0: Uh, gorilla gorilla glass, glass is made right by Corning. Yeah. Huh. So they taught me that. Um, but I was like, man, I would live here. Mm-hmm. I would definitely live At here.
1: The, we said the same thing as we were driving on the interstate towns off to your right and that little lake yeah yeah Yeah. i was like man look at this town and then there was like this weird like rectangular all glass building that didn't look like it fit in and it made me think of uh what's the town in stranger things hawkins oh hawkins it it looked like the lab where all the weird kids were yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah this is this is definitely a place that
2: like you know in my you know, th- there's a lot of crossover in my professional life, too, as far as, you know, this is an incredible wine growing region. Um, really, really great stuff is coming out of this area and has oh, been for, for decades. Uh, the Finger Lakes is just, it's kind of a magical place. And I've always seen it and heard of it, and but I've never actually been to New York at all I've, outside of one transfer
1: flight into LaGuardia. So from, from basically Erie, Pennsylvania to here is some of the prettiest country ever. Yeah, And that, an 86, unbelievable. 86 is like the nicest highway I've ever done.
0: Oh, I forgot the topic of this episode.
1: Yeah, what's the topic? We
2: Inside Insights. Inside Insights. Oh, you
1: didn't do that? <laughs> no, we didn't. We did not. Like, I
0: was working uh, yesterday, oh, so we can talk a little bit about Honda Insights. Yeah, what's that thing like? Um, imagine a car that makes 80 horsepower.
2: That's that's a that, that's a too much actually. So and then <laughs> make sixty eight, and then
0: have a VTEC solenoid go uh, give a fault and a trouble code, mm-hmm. such that you can't rev the engine past four thousand RPM without the car bucking like crazy,
2: <laughs> like because like, it doesn't have enough like one, bam,
0: bam,
1: bam, bomb, like like, yeah. <laughs> like brap, brap,
0: <laughs> and then and then imagine going up like. A slight incline, not a hill, like a slight. So it's slight like stuttering. Inc- uh, you got to make that downshift from fifth to fourth, to third, and hold it at four. Because otherwise, the co-
1: otherwise the dash does that. Um, no, <laughs> otherwise it will not climb a hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, did you a- did you come in the way that map, maps tell you to go, or did you, or did uh, we you come did. up we through the straight top? highway the whole way, pretty much? Did you come in through Watkins Glen? No, no. So you we took- got off just past Corning. Okay, yeah. I was there. We dirt- actually drove past because
2: we were so distracted by talking about Corning and how cool the chemistry of it was. Was there a dirt road on that route?
0: Uh, not, not on our route. Because no. a
1: lot of t- drivers went down a dirt road, the way one Google Maps told you, told you to go. We did ways. And if you go the way that the Watkins Glen website tells you to go, it's like the semi truck way, and it was fine for us. But Charlie went the way that Google Maps told you to go, and he said it was maybe two of the scariest hours of his life. Really? Like, utterly terrifying. Like huh. Toge Road with a Prevo and a trailer behind it. <laughs> no That <laughs> sounds thanks. not fun. Yeah. They, so They called me like at the end of it, and they're like, so whatever you do, <laughs> don't go that way. Yeah.
0: We should talk a little bit about Honda Insight, because I think it's a what, weird,
2: what year is cool car. car. Uh, it is a 2000 first model year. Really? I didn't know they made them that long ago. Yeah. So it was originally... In Europe and in Japan, I believe, they were sold as
1: 99 models. So that thing was designed, like, when your EG was still a new car, probably. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um, I'm going to get the number wrong because I'm trying to remember it. Do you know how many amp hours the battery pack on a first-gen hybrid Insight is? I
1: don't. It can't be more than, like, 150.
0: Amp hours. Yeah. It's uh, between 5 and 6 amp hours.
2: An upgraded one is eight. Really? Like, the best one you can get is eight.
0: Think for a second of your Milwaukee battery pack. Yeah, those are like... The small one. Way more. Those can be like...
2: Five, six. Five. Yeah. So now imagine that would have to be 100 pounds that rides right behind you. And have this crazy electric motor between a clutch so and So it's, it's just kind a of a
0: 20-year-old battery, really. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, It's basically, if you open them up, it's basically like a bunch of giant double A's is the yeah, way th- they Yeah, they're look. like C-cells, <clears throat> aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah. cells, yeah. yeah. And you can, like, replace sticks. So, like, if a stick goes right. out and you're leaking voltage, you can, like, find a good stick, test it, and... Yep. swap out sticks
1: my brother's got a hybrid stick shift like oh five civic same same exact yeah, set. Yeah, same, yeah so it's the one
2: liter ima battery <laughs> yeah it's so it's yeah. a one liter three cylinder uh makes 68 horsepower and another 15 with uh a uh, hybrid electric and then which is essentially just torque fill yeah, yeah. um and then uh I think it makes like 90 foot pounds of torque with the
1: uh, electric. Yeah, I think his is a four cylinder, but the same like it's a stick shift. They're all three cylinders. The Civic yeah. one was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which it's,
2: which all, was it's all it's all it's all the same. I uh, swear it was a
1: 1.5 four cylinder.
2: Huh? Maybe it is. I don't know. The inside's a one liter three cylinder. Yeah, I knew that it was a little.
0: Um, what I was surprised by was I needed to pack the podcast gear. I packed my bag. I packed a pillow. I sleep a sleeping bag boots plus all of uh uh Scott had all of his stuff it was for two people plenty spacious
1: yeah they're like CRXs are pretty big hatchbacks
2: yeah yeah and the the because of the way the car shaped it shaped like a teardrop so it's actually wider in the middle than it is oh, at yeah. the front or the back so you actually have a decent amount of space to like stretch your legs and yeah
0: i didn't i mean we were in the car for a like, little bit uh what more than 10 hours. Uh, I did not feel uncomfortable at all, except for the uh, shocks are pretty worn.
1: Mm-hmm. You yeah. Know? yeah. Older car. It's year I mean, old a, Honda. Yeah. My brother's is a 1.3 four cylinder. So it was like okay. next generation. Yeah, so I guess it's a little but bit But the same bit, hybrid uh, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, or basically, like when you're in D cell, you're charging the battery kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's what his is. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it regens and all that. Does, your, does it change the way you drive, driving habit wise and stuff? Uh, in that car, yes. I would imagine. My brother said like, he had, like, I get into think my through.
2: I get into our S two thousand and it feels like a
1: rocket ship compared yeah, to but it. My brother said he changed the way he drove it in, in such where like you pre planned so you're braking mm-hmm. less and yep. deselling more yep. and, and that that kind of maintenance on that battery I guess is really good for it too. Yeah, so. and
2: uh, it's actually funny, like a lot of what you know, we talk about like momentum cars on track. Uh, the insight is the number one momentum car like it'll actually rip on a highway off ramp yeah. like a big like curved banked highway off ramp
1: Suspension's similar to a fit too like solid rear axle yeah solid rear axle mhm yeah. strut front yeah uh
2: it's it's close to the EM2 uh front setup but um a little bit more rudimentary EM2 is like the O1 up civic mm-hmm. yeah yeah in fact, you can uh, a professional also makes like an adapter kit where you can adapt EM two uh, coilovers to oh, the front of an insight. You were telling me that yesterday neat yeah. the uh,
1: the PA guys
2: they both have K-swaps? Um, Mike has a K-swap, and I think Dan and Daniel Dan O'Donnell just, just, a just has standard a standard one. Yeah, I think he has several though. Like I um, think
0: and Aaron at T R E has one.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh really? Yep. Eric Cattil has one. In fact, I found Eric Atill his. I was looking for one. I specifically wanted a citrus yellow. It's the rarest color. It's a cool color. It was the launch color. Um, and I found one in Ohio and I like posted it in the old GLTC chat and said, you know, hey, like can somebody go look at this car for me? Like I'm thinking about buying it. And Eric Cattill goes, You cool if I actually just go buy it? And I looked at it and I was like looking at some other ones around the country and I was like yeah, you can have that one. It was like a little less clean than mine, as far as like it was an Ohio car, so it's a little crusty. Mm-hmm. Luckily, they're all aluminum, so you don't really have to
1: worry about yeah, the bodies, bodies rotting. But paint will flake a little bit, stuff like that.
2: But yeah, but like the lower control arms and stuff, the engine bay, all that will will corrode. But mm-hmm. um, so he ended up going to get that, and then I flew out to Washington State to buy mine and drove it back, like sight unseen. It's a freaking drive. <laughs> yeah, we drove through Montana and Idaho. And I know we're through Montana.
1: I don't think. Miss it that out, was dude.
2: unbelievable. Maybe when I was a kid, there's nothing for like hundreds of miles. Mm-hmm. Like it was one of those like, okay, plan your gas stops because if you don't stop now, you're not getting gas.
0: Uh, Interesting. I don't know how much you've road tripped. Like obviously we've drawn, we've done a bunch of event travel. Um, have you ever driven from like east to west uh, across Texas or the other direction? It's a
2: Long, yeah. long, 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 long ass way. Yeah.
1: Like when I was eighteen, yeah.
2: Really long time. Yeah. I mean, we drove when we drove 19. 19. back from there. I think it was like almost three thousand miles, and we did it in two and a half days. Um, when we drove back from California to Nashville, when we when we left California, that was thirty six hours straight. We didn't stop and sleep. Nothing. Like it Brittle. was. That's it so was terrible. Fill to up and go. Yeah. Brittle.
1: Um, I was feeling that a little bit yesterday afternoon, or early, or yeah. late yesterday late morning. I slept about three hours. I used to be able to be like fresh as a daisy in three hours. I feel like maybe I actually am getting old. I think you are, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't do anymore.
0: No, we just gotta make. We just gotta make better time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not like, not like go faster, but just like we're just gonna have to plan for that.
1: Yeah. Just budget a little bit more time to sleep. Yeah, you're going to need it. I feel like four hours I could have been solid, but then I was like, I got to get going right now. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: I did my first grid life in 2016, right? And at that time, staying up late, having some drinks, partying with people, having fun. You could sleep only a few hours and get up the next day totally and fine. do that. Not anymore, man. Nope,
1: not anymore. Mm-hmm. We that, that was a long time ago. It was. It feels multiple lifetimes ago. Yeah, realistically. Sure. Yeah.
2: I can say after like the light partying that we did at C M P, uh, I woke up very tired the next morning and we weren't even up doing anything crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Quiet, Trisha. Uh, yeah.
0: Trisha is back of house and front of house of grid life planning event and director. event director, all kinds of things. She what didn't want to be on, she didn't want to be on the
1: podcast. What a jerk. Um, what, uh, what do you think of the facilities? Um, I was I, I actually,
2: when we first got here, I like immediately found a restroom and I walked in and I was like, Oh, the floors are like Is nice it, final. Like it's not a gross place. Yeah. No, it's not gross. Yeah. Like, and, like even like,
1: the basic bathroom right by the RV. Yeah.
2: It's pretty nice. Yeah. And I walked in and I was like, Oh, it's like a race car summer camp. That's kind of like how I feel about this yeah, place. It just a, feels like race car summer. Like camp. over by where
1: we parked, we're kind of like in a little campground. It's yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah. It feels like a summer camp. Totally, yeah, I kind of dig it.
0: We're in the media center right now. Um, Sponsored
1: yeah. by Sony, and
0: it's pretty awesome. I of, wish I wish the timing tower was on. here. What's that? I really wish the timing tower were here.
1: Yeah, the timing tower is so far away. It is. So I had to, I I did green white checker and the start stand because they did not they're not manning the the start stand basket. So only for GLTC we man that, and I do green white checker or Giles usually mirror Giles. Um, so, I made the mistake of not going over the man bridge to get there. I went under the tunnel, the west tunnel. Mm-hmm. and on the way, it's like a half of half a mile of like pretty steep incline to get back to there, and I was regretting it so much, and I was feeling so forty years old so far, speaking of <laughs> so the far. flags yeah uh
0: you nearly gave Gary a heart attack or I know. or a stroke. I knew or something what I was doing because you had the white flag out, mm-hmm. and then the checker was coming right behind. And he, was, a, he I, was like, Adam, Adam,
1: Adam. I also had the passing flag out to show Matt Correns that he had people right on his butt. The leaders were right on his butt. Mm.
0: There, there should be an expectation that we know what we're doing.
1: Yeah, I, did. I knew exactly what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Now Adam. Yeah. <laughs> now Adam. <laughs> Gary, Gary, voice. If you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you've heard Gary. He's the best. Um, he's, he's our uh, clerk of the course this event, which you'll say, what does that mean? That means he's like the interface between us and the operators of the racetrack, the actual race control slash lead corner workers. Um, and that takes them out of the planning phase and like, oh, how do we do this? When do we do this? Because there's a lot of that in grid life versus like, oh, at 10 o'clock we do this, at 10.20 we do this. There's just, it's just a little bit more fluidity that has to happen. So Gary and John do that and also help with race control, direction, and all that stuff. So
0: I talked with Gary about being on the podcast again, and he was enthusiastic. He said, yes, definitely. Uh, I don't know if it'll be tonight, but um, he did say that he's working the F1 event next weekend. Yeah, Miami? Yeah. Yep. Doing, like, logistics or, you know, trackside operations, like operating trains or something.
1: He'll be in a corner. That's wild. Do you know how many uh, marshals they have for that? I don't know. Over 700. That's a lot. Yep. All volunteer? No, they're all paid. Wow. Yep. They're from all over the world, too. He had, I think, at his last, he sent me a picture. He's, so he was a forklift operator, like operating like an off-road forklift, just in case. And they're all staffed just in case. He was at one worker. There were 17 or 27 people in his corner. I forget which. It was a lot. That's kind of more than you need. <laughs> What
2: if you just had, like, one guy who was, like, actually really, really competent? They got standards, I guess. I don't well, know. I, wow. I guess,
0: though, that, like, if you have a corner that has a, a car stuck in the Armco and it's on fire, you need all the people. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to fully staff every single corner because you yeah, need to it's, respond. It's like
1: big-time worst-case scenario. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. And they've got people that are specialized in all these different things, and they don't want to bring them from a mile away on yeah. the other side of the track, which is the standard operating procedure at a regular DE, time attack, wheel-to-wheel event. Well, I'm sure with they want the hybrid them to, systems... That yeah, they want them to be somebody's... 100 feet away when someone crashes. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in 10 seconds, the whole crew's there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, that's what you do when you're at the pinnacle of the Well, pinnacle.
0: I yeah. I really like and appreciate that the medical car yep. um, starts the race with everybody and is the essentially the first responder if there's an incident yep. contact at the start of the race, which yeah. is cool.
1: We've done that a bunch of times with... Uh, Big fields of GLTC at Midwest Festivals specifically is just let Rescue Guys chase them, and if uh, and they're they're like a block behind, and if everything goes good, they just pit in, uh, because Gingerman has a pretty adequate setup for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could see if Turn One is going okay, they slow down, they slow down, uh, and before they pit in, and if everybody gets through Turn One they pit off that's cool so it works pretty well at gingerman it wouldn't work well at a lot of tracks you know definitely not um but like gin- it
0: would be hard to execute at mid ohio sight, sure. li-
1: sight lines are the thing that work well at gingerman specifically um yeah that so i've done it there a bunch of times where michael and uh, and his brother will just chase the, the field around yeah
0: so. so what else do you want to talk about
1: i don't know my brain's a little mush right now yeah dude what time do you wake up
0: Mm, six. I set my alarm for 7 Woke up at six. Yeah. I think Emma was up <coughs> long before that.
1: I, I woke up at five thirty in a blind panic like I always do. Like you do. That's yeah. what I do. Um, I f- sleep. I slept so soundly and then all of a sudden my, eye, my like my brain just knows <coughs> and it just ping and it's like <sighs> I'm not going to go back to sleep and then I'm stressing about I, like it's just like the stress level starts I'm like, all right, how do I get rid of this? And I just like start knocking tasks off. So I did email for 10 minutes. Worked out for 10 minutes. Made some coffee. Woke these guys up by walking around the bus. The bus is shaking back it, and forth. It, 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 <laughs> w- it wasn't that that woke me up. It was the...
2: <laughs> from, your, uh, from your... My bands. exercise Your exercise bands My arms are starting to get big,
0: dude. I gotta kick They are.
2: <laughs> um, gotta get
1: that old man strength. That's right, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better, dude. <laughs>
0: We don't uh
1: if I do it every day my body feels like it's pretty good. I gotta gotta maintain dude. It's fall off a cliff real fast. <laughs> I need that parachute. <laughs>
0: Here after the track went cold, we it was you, me, Chris, and Trisha. We did um picks for Road America.
1: Time attack invites. It's yep. pretty cool. Thirty five we settled with thirty five cars. Yep. It's gonna be one run group of time attack. This is for we probably haven't actually talked about this on the track on the mm-hmm. show, have we? So um, GLTC and Time Attack are going to be a support series. Good Life GLTC and Good Life Time Attack are going to be a support series for NASCAR and Career Cup at the Xfinity Career Cup race. At, so uh, I'm, I'm not like so. a big
0: NASCAR expert. What is the Xfin- Xfinity? Xfinity is, like? is... There are m- several series under the NASCAR umbrella. It's the so second one? biggest one. Okay. Cup
1: is the highest. And Cup was there last year with them. But for, I think, a decade plus, Xfinity has been the headliner of this event. Okay. So... Yeah. Xfinity is like most of the drivers are Cup drivers as well. Oh, it's like Cup cars with uh, I think 120 less horsepower or something like yeah. that. Okay. So, um, and I think currently they're basically like last gen NASCARs with a little bit less motor. I think. I think so. They're not. I don't think they're the new, the brand new car.
2: No, I think Cup is the only one that's got the next gen
1: cars. Yeah. Um. There Which are, those
2: things are amazing. Yeah. Those looking.
1: are those are a lot more like a. V8 supercar, mm-hmm. where it's yeah. sequential. Independent,
2: independent front and rear suspension, yeah. sequential, sequential, fuel s- injected. Single,
1: um, um, single lug. Single lug. Single lug, you know. yeah, yeah. What do you call that? Center lock? Center, center lock. lock, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they're a lot more actual sports car, mm-hmm. but I guess they're tanks, too. Everybody's yeah. talking about the Coda race, how like these cars just like don't get hurt.
2: Yeah, they had to do a redesign on some of the crash structures because there were a couple of early crashes that were... Kind of scary um, because so so there, much was, of the there was some rear end stuff that they were, yeah. I know that they had to re engineer. Because um,
1: they're so strong that so much of the violent force went through the driver. Yeah. And it was like injuring drivers without injuring them. Yeah, yeah. you
0: need to yeah. dissipate energy. You there do that by any, bending yeah, pipes.
1: Yeah. There yeah. literally wasn't any dissipation of energy. It was like, oh, this car's too strong. And like that, like rapid 10G acceleration was like hurting people <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah from getting rear ended.
0: <laughs> so uh, we're going to be support. We just went, you and I just went through the schedule mm-hmm. and uh, we're looking at basically how much track time we get. Yep. For GLTC, it is a full weekend plus an additional practice, yep. which is pretty cool. Um, and in the time attack over the three day period, mm-hmm. seven sessions, Yeah. which is pretty good. Pretty at, solid. At an event with NASCAR.
1: And like long sessions too. Yeah. Uh, we're looking at like 25 30 hot. That's so, awesome. Which is probably too, like, maybe enough to come in, cool down, go back out. Yeah. It might be like, probably for like two, an unlimited car. You yeah. Unlimited track mod, even a cool like a real fast session. street mod car. Yeah. That's two sessions. Yeah. You come in, you hang out, you debrief, you do another slow warm up lap. Another, like, it's literally multiple sessions in a session, probably, if you want it to be, you know. Um, and <sighs> across three days, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's their biggest spectator mm-hmm. event, I believe, besides IndyCar. Um, Last year, I think it was their biggest spectator event, but maybe it is bigger than IndyCar. How does that make you sure. feel? Weird. They emailed us at ten o'clock at night too.
0: Who's who at NASCAR is working at ten o'clock at night?
1: Well, it was uh, through like the track and NASCAR themselves curate the event, and like the track was like, "Hey, NASCAR said it's cool. Can we? Can you guys hang out with us?" <laughs> it was Greg from the track. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, funny. Yeah, it was pretty weird. Um, and like, I immediately bumped a like Trisha and Chris and I have a text chain. I just bumped the text I'm like yo check your email guys. <laughs> WTF. <laughs> it was a pretty cool feeling. Um four years ago was the first year we were at Road America? Mm. Twenty nineteen, I think it was first year of track, GLTC. Track
0: no. Uh, no, we went to Road America for a track day with oh, that AER, was a long time, yeah. right? That was W R L. S- was it W R L or A E R? That was the
1: first year I had my old bus, so twenty like eighteen maybe? 2016 sixteen. Twenty sixteen. No way. No, maybe seventeen. Might have been seventeen. Um, but the first time that we actually hosted a full weekend there was 2019, I believe. Right. Um, and to think, with how awkwardly that event went at first. Oh yeah. And we're having a couple of similar problems here because big tracks have a lot of people, and they don't always talk. You know, like literally, like the morning of that event, hour before, half hour before the drivers' meeting, like the lead safety guy comes in and informs me basically that like everything's point by. We're not racing. You can't use the kink. <laughs> I was like, bro, this is not what we talked about. That was
0: It, it was, it was right before the driver's meeting. It was literally like,
1: within 15 minutes of driver's meeting. Wow. GLTC was going to be point by. Time attack, no open passing. Can't do that. Uh, and he still fought me on that the whole day. And then Gary came the second day and fixed all the problems. Because uh, Gary's a giant. The, the number respect. of
0: black flags that we had to issue for, Non-point bypassings and time attack. Was Twenty-five, insane.
1: Twenty-five, maybe. And 30. we were like,
2: "Wow,
0: yeah." Sometimes working, we didn't
1: have to. They did it, and then they, the guys, the guys would come in and be like, "We're working on it." The truck's really hard to deal with. And then Gary fixed it. The next year, it was awesome. The next year, it was even better. Then they repaved. We missed a year, so. Well,
2: I was gonna say even like what two or three years after that. The track was like blown away by the speed of some of the cars. Yeah, Will Young and the first and year they didn't, they didn't they, believe they thought that they cut the track somewhere.
1: Yeah, it was uh, Ferris Houghton. Will they didn't believe any of them. Yeah, that was back when Houghton wasn't in GLTC. It was strictly doing his Integra Time Attack project. Um, but the same guy, the guy who basically operates the racetrack, race control, safety director. Like, he was like, so they must have cut the course. I'm like, dude, you have cameras on the entire facility. Nobody cut the course anywhere. The A&B system's not lying. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I heard end of last year. And I've, I've made a point with this guy. I can say his name. I've probably said it before. But I've made a point the first year when I really wanted to choke him to be like, hey, man. I got a beer for you if you want it at the end of the day. He'd be like, Yeah, I'll take you up on that. And like, I started like trying to salvage a relationship immediately because it started so awkwardly when he barged in and said, F you guys. And then he got overruled by his boss. And then he had to put up with us for an entire weekend. And then the second year, it went pretty well. The third year, Gary told me afterwards that, um, what did you do? Mike says he really likes you. You run a tight ship. And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Um, mike always wanted to oh i said his name thank you <laughs> we'll to. have to edit that in post that's uh, not happening um, he, he he wanted to be in, like i think he hosts most of the driver's meeting for most of the events um and then i would say all right i'll i'll get started and uh, i'll hand it to you at the end and then the first year went pretty well the second year at the end he was he just basically reset three things that i said and the third year he said that's was a pretty good meeting. I don't know a whole lot to say. So he, like I think he grew to like us, which yeah. was great. He was actually he was actually awesome it's, to deal with It's a little year. bit
0: like uh maybe how people come together like dating and into a relationship, right? Like there's a lot of there's a lot of awkward getting to know each other. For me, the
2: there's the
1: oh, you do that? that yeah, it's kinda weird. I think the other day Still I said like said you, it's but like that's moving kinda in kinda weird. I said it's like moving in the first time. I think I changed my mind today. I think it's like going to Christmas or for a long weekend with your future in-laws that you've never met, I think it's that because you're gonna probably be stuck with these people, but you don't have to see them every day, like like if you lived with them. Uh, but you gotta see them right now, and you yeah. all gotta fake a smile. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and at the end of it, I mean, hopefully it turns out good and everybody's happy, right? It feels like going for a long weekend holiday with the in-laws you haven't met but you're gonna meet them again because you're getting married that's what it feels like to me the first time you're at a big track especially for sure cmp not so much i mean maybe with one of the guys there they got like a mike guy there it's a
0: it's a safety thing it's the same guy
1: but those people here not the problem we're talking like upper echelon problems here but similar problems like i didn't get the memo like, oh, nobody gave me the memo? I'm like, i don't know. You didn't ask for the memo, dude. <laughs> so, yeah, just those kind of problems. But teething pains. Yeah, for sure. And, and it, like, we did our best to, like, avoid those things. Like, the things that, in pre-planning, spe- specifically you and I post-CMP, we're like, okay, let's just make sure they know we want to do this, this, and this. You know, like, photo shoots in the hot pits afterwards, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it's always, like, that's a big cause of some of these issues but like we couldn't have foreseen any of the weird things. Well, that, I, I you
0: know. talked with um, Carson earlier this yeah. morning after having sat in the timing tower and um, a lot of the things that were giving track staff anxiety mm-hmm. were just like like paddock police type
1: Oh yeah, things. Somebody's standing on that wall. Yeah. Like, yeah, sorry. We're uh, trying to get him off that wall. It's like yeah. we'll be there. It's like
0: 50 yards from the hot track. The danger there is none. Um, uh,
1: the facilities manager was one of the guys that like pulled up and I, I said to the guys like he pulled up as I was saying this to our team I'm like we're getting yelled up by the track we got to make sure nobody's on these walls yeah. and he's like we're, we're not trying to yell man I'm like no I don't mean it that way, yeah, I mean yeah. it that way. So like, <laughs> he's it, like somebody could fall and hit their head I'm like I totally get it dude. we're talking like a three foot wall yeah sure so it's fine you shouldn't stand on uh, a three foot wall I,
0: no. I heard in the tower uh, people just losing their minds over a mom and their daughter walking I guess it's the false grid area. They're mm-hmm. like, you "Can't be there! Can't be there! Get them out of there right now!" I'm like, All right. They're like, "Weren't any any cars around?"
1: They had crew passes, too, actually, we checked. They were crew, technically. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just, yeah, but that's the kind of stuff that they got a hard and fast rule. Somebody told them they got to enforce that rule. They mm. got to do
0: their rule. So. I don't see. I, I think. Well, big, and, and big tracks have rules yeah, that change and that, on that, the fly.
1: That area, it is like a road. Basically, it's an inter- an intersection. up by the dyno you're talking about? That yeah, that of, area. That kind of area. Yeah, it's a, it's an intersection. Well, they're they're grandstands, be busy, and yeah. it appears
0: that the way you get there is
1: walking that direction, Across that road. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's a big, confusing facility. There's probably like a back way in for spectators. There, you know, maybe. But how could you possibly know? You wouldn't know you could explore this place forever. The the amount of guardrail and k-rail and like tape they must put up when they have a real spectator van here must be astronomical. Yeah, I believe it. Cuz like there's like a gate for everything and a lot of places like they need fences cuz you can just walk up to them too. Well, I the, spent the amount of uh, stuff they must put up.
0: It's it's 100 yards between right where I'm standing and uh, where the inside is parked, which is where all the podcast gear was uh sitting. Yeah right before we were closing. 280 feet maybe and I left to go get it and walked around outside for like 15 minutes to figure out how to get around the fence because
1: the fences were locked
0: and they had locked the fences in between the time that I came over here and yeah. when I went
1: back you, you came back in here soaking wet convinced we couldn't get back to the car no he looked like a puppy that was left out in the yeah, rain yeah it looked like somebody kicked you and locked the door and you're like but I just
2: I love you guys. I just want back in
1: um yeah, and there's like one little hidden gate behind the gas station.
0: No, that wasn't even the problem. It was getting to that gate. Yeah, you got to go. All through, the gates are yeah. now locked. You got to
1: go out. Got to go through the front. front. Yeah, but this door's open. You can still go out it and just be stuck. Yeah, <laughs> the only way to
0: get out is to come back through this building.
1: Yeah, it's there's a lot of fence, and I imagine they need 150 percent more when they have a giant spectator event. I bet it. Like, uh, how could you do that without it? I don't know. You couldn't.
2: I can't. Like. Seeing the scale of this place, I understand that there could be one hundred fifty thousand people here. Doesn't it I can't seem- imagine there being one hundred fifty thousand people in here. Like it but would be the it. busiest place in the they've world.
1: They've done it. Let me show. You, I'll show you a picture. An aerial. Oh, just wait. That makes me anxious. But
0: the <laughs> amount of paddock space here, like this, is a sold out driver event. Like across the board, it's a sold out driver event.
2: It seems the empty. The paddock
0: has like well, dozens could, of spots to like, park. seven.
1: more. Drift cars. If we wanted to,
0: well, we All could right. have parked a hundred more semis. Yeah.
1: Look at that aerial shot of this place. All right, Every no. square inch of the place is filled with car That's and trailer. Wild, it's insane. You guys doing anything else tonight? Do you need me for anything? I don't know. All right, we'll be done in a bit. Semi attacks. Are you guys
0: then. getting food? Do you already order? You already you did already order.
1: Yeah. Right now, yeah, great. Right. great. <laughs> nah, they can't. We can't hear you yeah, on here. Yeah. All right, cool. We got things going on. <laughs> it's gonna be all right. Good. I heard what I heard the last response. So, yeah, we're still dealing with upper management things here. It's real yeah. fun. Yeah, look how many cars are there. Like, for reference, like we are right here. It's fully full, and like this is the outside where you cross over by that bridge, and this is mean, giant it's like field. that's like 20
2: acres of semi-trucks.
1: Yeah, and look behind... This is Start-Finish Timing Tower right oh. there. There is, like, a freaking entire Gingerman paddock, padded behind, or hit, so, paddock pitted behind it. It's
0: I know insane. that most of our audience is in California, yeah. but if you've ever been to Road America, this feels similarly big. The big difference is, at Road America, there are trees between you and everything else. So, like... If you are on the front straight, you can't see what happens in turn uh three. you can't see what happens at five like you have to walk around to see an individual corner uh, the sight lines here are like you can see the mountains that are twenty miles away um so you get to see how open and spacious it is
1: mm-hmm.
2: yep. yeah, there's no facility like this in california not not a single one. Sonoma feels like a tiny like Sonoma feels like a very nice club track compared to what this facility feels like. It's weird. And yeah. Laguna, Laguna, which a lot—I mean, uh, I guess a bunch of us are gonna go out there to Laguna. Uh, Laguna is sort of the same. It's like a big fancy club track. Yeah, weird, weird. that happens to like host the top echelon of racing. So.
1: Some of the biggest events, yeah. like Rentport Reunion, too, is like one of the biggest. Yeah. It's massive. Biggest most sports events like ever, yeah.
2: but when you get into the facility, it just kind of feels like a really cool club track, mm-hmm. hmm. really expensive. Which I think will be great for our for our vibe. Like for,
1: for I'm so our- sick of expensive drinks. <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to do Blackhawk and Gingerbread. It's not cheap, I, I will, not cheap, but Blackhawk's not cheap. I Hawk's will say though, uh, expensive for a sound
2: free weekend. At, uh, Laguna at Laguna is, is a thing. Yeah, people will a lot come them. out, for there them a lot because them. there's not a lot of them, and there are a lot of people with a lot of money that have yeah. really cool stuff out there.
1: Well, uh, I think that place also draws spectators. Like people go there to like see things, and people of yeah. all these different cultures too. Car wise, yeah, like all these different versions of car culture. Like yeah. Lagoon is a destination spectator event. Mm-hmm. Like that place is for sure. Um, so hopefully it goes well. We got to launch those campgrounds tickets. are cool there. Yeah. It's like wait, we haven't
0: we've. I, Gold, we pass gold pass. So gold pass. Gold pass is the only thing that's
1: bought. Yeah. Yeah. So we have. We're basically twenty-five, thirty percent sold out, driver-wise, basically. Okay. I think twenty-five Time Attack and thirty GLTC.
0: That's pretty good numbers. Yeah.
1: Pretty solid. Yeah. yeah.
2: In gold pass. So. Well, I think as we like figure out some logistics stuff too, that those numbers
1: will go up yep. quite quite significantly. How's that yep. going, by the way? Yes, Charlie. I'm not sure.
0: All right. Well, not my department.
2: Mm
1: kind of needed to get through this, and then we can coast through these Midwest events a little bit for a bit while we plan other things. Yeah. This one, this one took a lot of effort.
0: I'm doing um, more than some of years past. You and I are working more on the event I'm, planning side. I'm to,
1: loving the stuff that you... Um, and I'm loving being part of the process, but you're doing a great job on it.
0: So. Well, thank you. Uh, one thing that people might say about me is that I run a type meeting, and I uh, am happy to do that.
1: Yeah, I think it just... It gave good clarity of what was needed to the trackside staff. Um, We should print them out and hand them to everybody, actually. Sure. We should.
0: Um, For the next event, the other one thing that I will have definitively is a list of roles, Mm -hmm. and roles occupied by, like, staff and roles occupied by volunteers. And if there are gaps, we're going to fill them in advance. Yep. One of the... uh, I don't know. One of the things that we've been working on for a long time is we were kind of like a, I don't know, a fly by night type group where we things get done, but they often get done at the very, very last second. And my hope is that we've got some events that are even outside of our standard planning, like the barber event and the NASCAR event. We've got to like those are big travel events that people want to go to. So we need to plan for all that stuff now so that if people need to take vacation time or do whatever to make those hauls and toes, they can't.
1: Yeah, I agree. Got to get it done early. Yeah. So. Sorry, too many texts.
0: <laughs> I, think that's, uh, I think that's a podcast. We'll probably do another one tomorrow, hopefully. We've got some announcements from OG Racing. We're going to do some shows with them. But uh, our yeah, didn't primary. Did TJ
1: get sick tonight? TJ got that would sick. would have been a fun one, man. I'm looking forward to doing that one tomorrow. Hopefully, it's dry a little bit at night. We can stand outside.
0: That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. I think my favorite spot to record shows is on that um, table by the dyno.
1: Yeah. You like my table? Yeah, I do. My table slash containment box for all the junk that has to go with the dyno. Yeah. We spent the entire year last year strapping things to the dyno, and it was my least favorite thing to do every time because inevitably something <laughs> would wander loose. The Harbor Freight Orange Boys, <laughs> Harbor Freight Orange Boys, no, aren't the best straps, but no, they're not. Uh, like when you're strapping down like long scale ramps and like fans, how do you strap fans down? Like we can Well, I, I
0: know the fans basically rattled apart last year. I saw that you put yeah. them back together. That's cool.
1: I did. I rebuilt. I rebuilt one completely. One fell down, and like the case deflected enough under high RPM fan that the fan blade exploded. Yeah. Um. So I bought the closest fan blade I could find, and I had to. Do a bunch of modifications to like make it work, but I made it work. Those fans are freaking powerful. Yeah. Yes, they are. And they're kinda scary to work on, actually.
0: Oh, I don't doubt uh, that.
1: Like when I first fired it up, I was I like backed way up. <laughs> they're pretty so, wild fans.
0: I, I do want to ask, maybe we use them because we have them. Why do we not use more of the you know, the, the instead of the rotating blade more of the impeller type thing? Floor dryers? Yeah.
1: The speed just the the wind speed just isn't really there. Is that right? And the ones that you can buy are insanely expensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, the ones that are made specifically for dynos
2: like that are very, very, yeah. very expensive. Uh,
1: most of the most of the ones that people use, they're like propping them up on bricks because they're literally using them upside down. Because the the floor dryer ones, it's supposed to sit on the floor, and you really want that thing to be up like ten inches, mm-hmm. aiming into a grill. Um, these were chosen because we got them because it's. Another company, um, Bill Griffin got them. Another company had Tube Man, and stopped using Tube Man, and had the Tube the Man fans. fans. For the tube Man, and they're the perfect height, and they're insanely powerful. And they were like, "We're gonna get rid of these fans." And Bill's like, "You guys want some fans?" And I wanted some fans. But
0: they're so, your biggest fans.
1: Yeah, they are, dude. They're so <laughs> loud.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. you turn it on, it sounds if like an airplane. Part. It if sounds like an airplane.
0: We didn't call the generators loud boys. The fans would be called loud boys. Um, Adam, yep. Adam, and I talk about generators sometimes. Loud boys, uh, often grid life at smaller events might have some Honda generators running around. What is what is the make and model of the Harbor Freight generator? Predator. That, that is the loud boys. the Predator? That's okay. the Predator. Is
1: all their generators? Yeah. Okay. Pre- they make quiet Predators too. The inverter oh. types. I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, loud boys, Yeah, they're loud. I had a...
2: My first grid life event, I was kept up by Jeremy Swenson's loud boy. He had a loud boy, though? All night.
1: Could I had a 10,000-watt loud boy that I put on my old RV. I built this like sweet pull-out tray so you could I remember it. that. That was a cool tray, wasn't it? Um, when you, and It was fine going on the road. You couldn't really hear it. And you could run both ACs, like freaking whatever you want. But man, you couldn't run it at night. Like, this thing shook the bus, dude. <laughs> it was like, it was quieter to run the engine on the bus straight pipe 5.9 Cummins than the loud boy. Uh, by far.
0: I, I do know now that your current setup, the you have a, is it an Onan in yours currently?
1: The, uh, yes. I have a quiet, uh, quiet diesel that's not that quiet.
0: It's quiet enough. What I do know is, you ran it without coolant for like hours. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it it definitely overheated absolutely definitely overheated so here's the
1: story behind that i think i might have told it on here it's, it was a it's a 7500 watt three cylinder diesel it's a dkd model onan which is like the bee's knees cuz it's all mechanical i love mechanical diesels right um, but all the coolant fell out of it cuz it had a, it's got this like a block plug that's serviceable so it takes the corrosion, what are those called? Diode, uh, a freeze anode. Plug? anode. Yeah, oh. an anode. So the anode was dying, and it weeped all the coolant out. It's like a, a three-quarter inch NPT plug in the side of the motor that holds the coolant in it. Um, and this do you remember the day we had right after pandemic, and right when pandemic started, our first event? Up, because of like riots in Chicago, UPS was all screwed up, and I literally oh, I had to like dig that. through trailers to get the transponders. Yeah. Oh yeah, I the remember. The morning remember that. of an event, yeah. I remember that. Um,
2: was that when UPS had you had to like meet UPS somewhere? Was a, to get I them? was
1: literally in a UPS lot full of semi trailers yeah. trying to find these three yeah, yeah, yeah. transponder boxes. Right, I'm like, I cannot produce this, and it was like first event after like six months, and like a lot of a lot of like we gotta get this event done. Um, and so I had to fire up the generator, and I knew there was like something going on with it. I was pretty new to this bus still. I'd bought it end of 2019. It was 2020. Um, so I fired the thing up. The generator fires up. It's smoking more than normal though. Like black smoke. It's making power. Crank the AC. Plug these transponders in. Run it. I got to hand these transponders out tonight because we were running. It was we we had canceled
0: NCM. So what was the next event?
1: It was Gingerman. Okay, so I drove to Gingerman, and this thing's like choochin, dude, smoking. <laughs> like, sound- Dal- like Dalton's Cruise choochin. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sounding fine, but different. And this is a bunch of years ago now. I've probably ran this thing a, eight hundred hours since then. But when I get there, I'm like, this is just not right. I plug it in, shut this thing down, and uh, I, I like touch the block and like it singed me immediately like the I, I aimed my temperature gun at it and the block was like 280 i'm like fuck i just cooked my generator and this is like a good generator dang can't find these things anymore they're old um but i get home and i'm like what the heck fill it full of fluid fire it up and uh there's no, no sparkles in the oil everything's fine i changed the oil right away Fill it full of fluid, and I see it's weeping out this stupid, it corroded like, I don't know. Probably the last time. The time before then was when we went to. It was right pre-pandemic. We took it all the way to Coda,
0: and it ran the whole weekend, fifty hours. Yeah. What I don't know is why we didn't buy space heaters and put them in the the RV. We're dumb.
1: Dude, it was also so, 2 in the morning.
0: Well, the furnace didn't work, and I've told this story mm-hmm. back before I know it. There was frost on the gas pedal on the RV. That's how cold it was inside.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's the coldest part, too, because there's no, there's nothing there. But there's literally, like, I'm pushing into ice with my foot.
0: Now, imagine, like... I hate
1: it, that for you. You
0: know when you're so cold that you're, like, convulsing and you cannot stop? Yeah, like this. We were like that for 20 hours?
1: No, it, it, once we got to Texarkana, it was fine.
0: Yeah, I mean that. Uh, until we had breakfast, freezing.
1: For, yeah, so cold. There was six of us in there too. I think right. You, me, Colin, uh, um,
0: Vanessa, and
1: uh, yeah, Justin. Goya. Justin. Uh, anybody else? No, I think that was us. That was us. Yeah, um, five of us in there, and they're like those poor those poor kids didn't know what they were getting in for.
0: Uh, that is the event or that, that's the trip where I learned how air brakes work and mm-hmm. what, what systems are. And how
1: to not side. break them. Cause I broke them. But yeah, the, so that was the trip that it probably lost all the coolant somewhere on that trip. Maybe. And like, run it. By the time I got home, I like, so I went through this entire thing, changed, changed a few things, flushed the coolant a bunch of times, had a bunch of rust in it, you know, flushed it a bunch of times. And I, and like, I, it, it like, I drained it onto my driveway. My driveway had, you know, typical concrete driveway mildew on it. Where I drained it, still no mildew from 3 years ago. Cuz coolant kills mildew, I guess. <laughs> but still no mildew where the where it was. Um, but made it all hold coolant. Totally fine. Doesn't care. Generator doesn't care at all. <laughs> what a tank, dude. Yeah. Yeah. How do we get on that topic? I don't know. I don't know. We were talking about OG La-boy racing Love boys, boys came Love boys, yeah. It's not the loud boy, but it ain't a quiet boy. It's, like, acceptable loud. Like Luke has loop one of those
2: that. fancy Honda generators that's, like, almost dead silent.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the 3200 eyes or whatever. Yeah. Those are real quiet. You can loop those together with a certain kit and get 220 out of them, too. That's uh, cool. That's pretty cool. Yep. Run a big thing. Run a whole breaker panel off of.
0: So what are we looking forward to tomorrow? The weather is probably <sighs> going to be
1: It looks rainy. spottier. It looks spottier if you look at the radar but than it is right now, I mean. But we'll see.
0: Um, we got the... So something that makes the the festival events especially interesting this year is mm-hmm. the sessions for this morning, practice, track battle, were dry. Mm-hmm. Qual was... They're, they're sort of by class, and some of the classes had some The wet. only
1: ones that were wet were unlimited in track mode at the end. Sure, The rest of it was basically dry.
0: So, so tomorrow, weather will be variable. Yep. It is... It's a dice roll on like whether or not you're going to get yep. a dry lap or not. And if you want right to, if now. you want to win, you're just going to have to go out and run. Yeah, I'm super into that.
1: What's it say hourly? Seventy percent chance. Showers likely in the morning. Uh, it doesn't have a breakdown hourly. Oh, that's just ten day. Never mind. Saturday, thirty forty. By nine a.m., it's like 10, 20 percent the whole day. No, we kidding. might have an okay day. That'll be all right.
2: Thirty four. Somebody can chase down Cal Fortner. He's the only car that's gone sub two, so by nine AM it's current overall
1: percent. track record. Cal what? 159. 159 Cal, Cal 1, Fortner is the
0: only person who's done it?
1: Yes, it, he has. No can Equity
0: not go faster than that? Don't think so. Now I gotta look. Verify.
1: Now I gotta look. I don't even know where my phone is. Let's see.
0: Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the results. We never do that.
1: Overall results. T A overall. Broken down by class. Dana with a 209. Just click in the overall, yo. Overall, broken down by class. Oh, man. Dana with a 209 in uh, Club TR. Josh Hawke with a 205 in Street. Uh, Ito Waxman, Street GT, 201. Jamie Santos, 212 in Street Mod.
0: That can't be right.
1: No, this is in Qual.
2: Oh. Hmm.
1: Talking about Qual here first. Um... Jake Abbott, two twenty nine in a fit. Devin Meadows, two fourteen track mod. Scott Heckert, two thirteen. You can see track mine's a whole bunch slower uh, because it was wet. Scott Heckert, two thirteen un- in unlimited. Um, so he like slower than Club TR. So, and that was the NASCAR. That's the NASCAR, yeah, because yeah. it was wet. It's a
2: right? former Haley Deegan car. Yeah, it is. Let's uh, let's open the whole thing up. Again. Turned down yeah. a bit, I guess. Uh, Turned down for what? Yeah. I don't know, but. Ta
1: practice two results. Look at that! I think that was the fastest ones. California 159.6 Um, the uh, Josh Gar or, uh, Nick Nick Gardner's car, uh, one fifty nine six six. What Versa about six Houghton's five.
0: driving that other AMG?
1: Kanakery two oh oh. Scott Heckert two oh oh. Um, Ryan Matthews two oh one in the street mud car. Uh, I don't think Houghton was registered in any of the practices though. Mm. because he, they didn't get it done. What a bunch of bums. Yeah. <laughs> Cal Fortner, fastest overall for the weekend so far. That's wild. Solid. Yeah.
0: Guy he, rips, man.
2: Yeah. Well, and he bumped a wall, so uh, you know what they always say, race cars go faster after you've already they crashed. go them, faster so. and you crash them. So. <laughs>
0: well, and if only uh, your family owned a body
1: shot. <laughs> yeah. we got to get Conakry to go about half a second faster. B Cal. He's got the 720, dude. It's
0: a good-looking 720. Oh. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit. Jason's in, probably going to text us tomorrow
1: after you put this out tonight at midnight and be like, guys, stop talking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good dude, I like him. Yeah, he's a great guy. I right. talked to him a, lot, a bunch last night. So
0: yeah. we recorded a show. I don't know if I have the power to release it tonight. Yeah, it's
1: fine. We could do another one, but I don't know who to talk to. It's yeah, so we need to out. find somebody. It's so wet out, though.
0: No one, will, no one's like in here with us.
1: We'll talk it's to Jackie Davis about I new
2: uh, M2 stuff. That thing's pretty rad. You got to sit in that.
0: I would like to talk with him about it tomorrow.
2: Yeah.
1: We'll try to do that. Yeah. Try to do OG racing and him, maybe? Yeah. And maybe Gary, if we can get him. We got to try to do Eric and uh, Jason.
0: Jason. Yospies. Uh Saini. I, I was thinking also about Eric Cattell. We got a pretty good morning.
1: This is an ambitious uh, list for tomorrow night. I
2: don't. I mean, that's going to be tough. Trust, I mean, how many podcasts would you do at Coda? Six in a day? Five yeah, in a day? Yeah, we can't
1: do six tomorrow night. <laughs> we'll try. We'll we'll get one of those done at least.
0: Uh, maybe. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we need our people at club rounds because Friday Saturday schedules for festival weekends are massive in terms of competition stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just, you, you can't even take the lunch break to do a recording cuz it's competition before and after. It's just too much.
1: Yep, it's a lot. It's a lot.
0: Uh speaking of a lot, we recorded a show. All right. It's 53 minutes.
1: Man, that's almost like that's like five-tenths level, not ten-tenths level.
0: <laughs> we got we to gotta really,
1: really fire up the podcast
2: war. I feel like it's uh, it's like the Cold War. Nobody's really doing anything. We got we to gotta spice
1: things up.
0: Speaking of that, mm-hmm. uh, follow us on Spotify. Give us that five-star rating because we want more five-stars than the other people. I don't
1: know if it matters. They can give us a uh, one-star rating, too.
0: I don't even know if that's possible. It's I think if you give a rating, it's a five-star.
1: All right, cool. <laughs> I don't I, I know the, the old Apple podcast rating. It didn't matter what you gave, as long as you gave it. And, like, it still kept bumping people up, I guess. I did, like, one hour of reading and, like, podcast ratings ever. And this was, like, in 2016, back when I cared. One time, we were number three overall in automotive, in front of CarCast and Smoking Tire. One time. I don't know why. Eat that, Matt Farah. Don't know why. <laughs> All right. Well, that was... Probably when there was only 200,000 podcasts. now there's (laughs) 70 million or something. Seven million?
0: We are, um, in in the space, we are prolific in our releases. Because, like, to be a a qualified poster, to to qualify for, like, Spotify ad revenue, you need to release, like, I don't know, 10 episodes. And this is number 520 or something (laughs) like that.
1: (laughs) That's a lot. All right, well did another podcast thanks for hanging out Scott yeah thanks for coming Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot
2: and Adam Jubay co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker who mixes all of our terrible audio if you like the show please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits Grid Live to say hello